Does Bill Guerin need JT Miller to push this wild team over the top both this year and for next year as well? We ask State of Hoppy of the Soda Pod today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we are joined by State of Hoppy of the Soda Pod, talking a variety of wild topics, including his preferred targets for potential trades. JT Miller, if the Wild choose to go that route, which uh, I guess I would probably be against, but we'll talk about that as well. And uh, we'll look at the shifting landscape for the Wild goalie situation as Capo Kakinen starting to kind of edge himself up ahead of Cam Tabble. We'll talk about all of that today. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, over a decade's worth of experience covering your Minnesota sports teams through their ups and downs, and now covering the Minnesota Wild full time, well, at least my full attention uh, here on Lockdown Wild, and joined by a good friend from the Minnesota uh, podcast landscape, State of Hoppy of the Soda Pod. Hoppy, cheers. What's happening? Cheers, buddy. I just got to commend you there. Way better and more professional, polished intro than anything Isha's ever done. <laughs> and uh, got to gotta give Isha a shout out. Um, is uh, just continuing to uh, to stick to the grind. And so uh, appreciate his hustle. Uh, he'll join us the next time uh, we have you guys on. So um, obviously, second half of the season has started for the Minnesota Wild. They got shut out by the... Winnipeg Jets. Don't get Winnipeg and Vancouver mixed up. I do it all the time, but uh really? Yeah. I don't know why it is either. Like every every time we've played the Winnipeg Jets this year, I have said Vancouver and had to go in and edit the podcast to remove Vancouver. Huh. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I mean, they're both in Canada, I guess that's kind of the I guess that's what we're going with. But um, as this season progresses, the Wilds, you know, getting close to the trade deadline, got about a month till we get to that point. And it looks as though the Wild are going to make some sort of a move to try to bolster this roster for a run to the Stanley Cup. Plenty of options that have been discussed. Uh, so, Hoppy, I want to know. First off, is a trade for the Wild the right move? Do you think a trade for the Wild can bolster them to give them a chance to uh, go up against the likes of Colorado, Florida, Tampa Bay, and uh, make a serious run at the Stanley Cup? Depends on your goal, man. Like, if you really think that this is a team that can win with, you know, say, one, one and a half moves, then, yeah, you might have to do it just because you look at the, the cap situation only getting worse moving forward. And, I mean, there's going to be some shifts, right? You're going to lose Rask. You're going to basically wash on what you're accumulating. But I think the Greenway deal has me in just a tizzy. Like, no issue with the deal. Like, in a vacuum, 
very fair deal for Jordan Greenway. That was just him and I'd say he's the most replaceable player on the team, just given the role he fills. Yep. He is the sidekick on the Jeek line. And again, he's played really well, had a great year, but you can throw a Duhame, you can throw a Dewar, maybe a Beckman in that spot next year. And that saves you two mil. Now with him there and less spots available, and you can't shift some of those guys up. I'm just trying to get a grasp of what Garen's vision is for next year's team. And that's going to tell you a lot about what you should or shouldn't do this year. Because, I mean, you've already alluded to it, man. I'm big on the JT Miller train. And part of it's because I I think he's been a stud in this league ever since he started with the Rangers. But I like the fact that he has one more year on this deal. It's a really good, comfortable bridge over for a guy like Marco Rossi to bring him in next year. And hey, if he elevates in the lineup, great. He's somewhere in the top two for center. Miller plays the other one. I would have said that you can put Hartman on that Jeek line, but that's obviously not an option now. So I'm not sure how that dynamic plays out. But I I mean, you and I have gone back and forth and had some fun with it. <laughs> You're clearly anti-JT Miller. I'm all about him. And every time he has a highlight reel goal or a hat trick, it's just so fun to talk about how Seth hates him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have. Uh, I think I've embraced that villain role on the uh, the JT Miller side of things. But it, it does. It does, as you said. It brings up an interesting dynamic with this team. In where does Bill Guerin go with this? I mean, yes, JT Miller would help this year, but he also, I think, does something that not a lot of teams are willing to do. And you have a great nucleus of players. You have an offense that is obviously very, very good. But the question that teams always have to ask is like, what can we do to take what we have and make it better? Yeah. And I think part of the problem too, and I'm clearly wrong on this because Russo disagrees with me. So that, that tells you that you should just <laughs> skip the next like 30 seconds here. But I think people blow the the Hansel and white trades out of proportion. Like, yes, things went as poorly as they could have. I genuinely don't believe the wild were contenders that year. Anyways, regardless of where they were in the standings, they were not built for the playoffs. And of course they ran into a really unfortunate first round opponent. That's going to happen. But I don't think that, especially with this new locker room that we've developed after getting rid of the country club guys, I feel like it's a team that's not going to have their whole locker room eroded by bringing in the wrong guy. Now, sending out the wrong guy, that could be a different story because, again, I don't have anything against Dumba the player. He's a guy that I think this summer is gone. Yep. just how the math works out. And again, kind of talking about Greenway, like it's not that Dumba's not a great like person for the spot he's in. Addison is the clear heir apparent for him and $5 million less. It's, it's a money thing, right? Yeah. And now that we've got the buyouts to deal with, that's all we're going to talk about is how we're going to make the money work. So I, I do think he's a guy that you would need a really good, like the right move to make that kind of a deal this year, because I do think he is a key component of the locker room, but it's just hard to take a team that has had this kind of cohesiveness and think that throwing a good player in there is going to fuck all that up. Well, and, and look at the number of players that have come up and have played games with this team so far this year. I mean, you had Brandon Duhame, who was new to this group in training camp and was kind of a new arrival once the season started. 
I mean, you've had Dewar that came up and has become a, a part of this team. Addison has come up a couple of times, and he did that last year too. But, you know, they've had so many guys that have come up and have been part of this locker room that, yeah, I, I can understand the PTSD. I just I don't really buy into it because, like, if you're bringing in a guy of that stature, it's obviously going to make you into a better team. And so you would just assume that everybody would be all in for that and would be willing to, uh, you know, to welcome somebody like that into the locker room and make them part of the group. Yeah, and I mean, end of the day for me too, like you you make really good points on how younger players are being brought up and they're fitting in well and really getting ingrained into, we're just going to keep calling it the locker room. Last comment on JT Miller, so we don't exhaust the subject because I know it's probably not going to happen, but... You bring in a guy like that who is a fucking heated warrior, right? He is a guy that does not accept anything short of a team going out and competing with their all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look at what he's doing right now, carrying a unfortunate Vancouver team. You bring him to the wild, put him in a position where he now sees a chance to contend for a cup. And he's a new voice that's going to push and nudge everyone a little bit further, just a little bit harder to get them over that hump. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a really good thing. But uh, obviously a lot of other good center targets out there, I think with all of them, Miller included, comes down to price because it, yep. we're not mortgaging the future to do something. And uh, based on what Russo's saying, all accounts are we're not moving a first-round pick. So how do you make something work for one of these legit center options i don't know without a first maybe a second and a a really good but not blue chip prospect works i don't know it's hard yeah it it is and you know to the miller point what was the biggest thing that bill garen has tried to instill with this team coming off of what we saw at the end of the uh, the bruce boudreau era in that just kind of the mentality of the team got a little stale. And so, you know, that video of him talking to Jared Spurgeon and saying, what are we here? What are we here to do? Like that speaks to trying to bring those types of players that don't accept anything less to, uh, to help out, to help the team get to their ultimate goal. So I, I think that's, I think there's no coincidence that that is a reason that JT Miller has been so linked to this wild team. Because that is something that Bill Guerin believes is tangible to this team's success. And so why not try to bring in players that are going to emulate it? Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game this weekend. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcast, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season, such as this one for the big game. Which will be more? Will it be the NHL in total goals scored on Sunday? Or first half total points in the Super Bowl. The current favorite is total goals in the NHL at minus 140. Total first half points in the Super Bowl is plus 110. You can find that and many more odds and props at Bet Online, where the game starts. I guess here's here's the the double 
edged question, Seth. One, do you think the team is a contender now? And two, if not, or if yes, like, does adding the center solidify that? Or do we still have questions? You know, it's, I, I still love the belief that with, compared to what this team has been in previous seasons, where it seems like every year they have had to really put it together at the end of the season to get into a playoff position. Um, in the years that they've gone far in the playoffs, they've really had to catch lightning in a bottle at the end of the year and just blaze through the playoffs. Every time this team has been you know, second in the West, third in the West, it's always been <sighs> central. West, what are we talking about? That was last year. Um, every time this team has been good and has been one of the top like divisional teams in the playoffs, it's always been like a grinded out type of a style of we're going to win games two to one, three to two, and it's really going to be like nerve wracking. And now you get a team this year that has probably the best offense they've ever had in terms of scoring goals and some dynamic playmaking. And I just, I feel like if you're going to give Colorado a run for it, you're way more suited with this type of a team than last year, two years ago, three years ago, etc. Just because you finally have an offense that can kind of, that can keep up with them. It's just about what is the rest of the team going to do to keep up as well. Yeah. And I mean, you're right it's the best squad in a decade for the Minnesota wild. The tough thing for me. And again, this can certainly change over the course of the year, but you see when like push comes to shove and we get into playoff, like atmosphere type games, like against the jets, right? Yep. This isn't just a shot at Felino, right? Because Hey, wires cross shit happens, but we've seen it a lot of times this year where like players don't really handle that kind of environment very well. Don't deal with the adversity. Think back to Trent Frederick, like players didn't really know how to step up and play against that kind of hockey. Mm -hmm. Not saying they can't, but that's another concern for me looking at this year. Is this a, not a young team as far as age? Cause I mean, obviously there's an aspect of that too, but are they just immature when it comes to, how to handle real games when they count. I mean, I could be way off my rocker with that, but I think it's something that we at least have to consider. Well, it's a legitimate point, too, because you look at the point streak that the Wild were on after the Winter Classic. The one game that they lost in overtime was to the Colorado Avalanche, and so throw that in as a playoff-type atmosphere. And what did we see? We saw a slow start in that game. The Avalanche... We're controlling the pace. The Wild were doing what they could to keep it a scoreless game, and then they take two penalties, and the next thing you know, it's 2 nothing Avalanche. Now, yes, they did bounce back to tie that game and to send it to overtime, but playoff scenarios, you're going on the road to very raucous environments. You know, St. Louis at this point is the likely playoff opponent for the Minnesota Wild in the first round. So you're going to St. Louis, you're going to Colorado, maybe depending on how things play out, you're going to Vegas on the road. You really can't afford to let things get out of, out of hand too early. Uh, otherwise, 2 nothing can become 3 and 4 nothing before you know it. Dude, Vegas is already scary for us, and they don't even have Eichel yet. Like, sorry, that's people that think that 
because everyone likes to pull the the graphic right that says oh wild have the highest percentage of winning the stanley cup based on some of the analytic metrics yeah i get that there's a lot of things that I don't, don't get considered there and if you actually think the wild are the number one probability to win the stanley cup god bless your soul i mean you've got <laughs> it's it's always uh it's uh how i met your mother Oh, honey. <laughs> well, and you've got you got in the Eastern Conference. Florida's been there all year. The Hurricanes have been there all year. There's some wagons over there, man. That we're not even talking about the East. I'm just talking about whether we can get through the West. Uh, yeah, like the the Tampa Bay Lightning too. Who started? The, remember when people had written the Tampa Bay Lightning off for dead at the beginning of the season, Man, and they're like they are just out and they're. They are having a great season. So, you know, it is it is a legitimate thing that the atmosphere of these games is going to be ratcheted up when it gets to playoff time and big moments, and there are going to be plenty of them in March and April. I mean, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to see if this team can rise up and handle that, but it is a legit point because there have been plenty of opportunities where it seems like the Wild take that first punch on the road and they it, they get staggered. It takes them a while to kind of get their feet back under them. Yeah, and it's, again, things you can overcome, and sometimes all it takes is one playoff game for you to kind of acclimate and be like, oh, okay, this is what we need to do. It's just been so sporadic where the Wild have had games that they've had so handily, like they kind of get lackadaisical because they don't really have to care, right? And that's the worry for me is, like, anyone that doesn't know, like, go ahead and hate me. I grew up a Penguins fan and Pittsburgh. The reason that they've been a contender for so long is because they get good the last month and a half or so going into the playoffs yep. and they can usually ride that bus. Now, unfortunately this past year, Tristan Jerry was an absolute moron and also happened to go up against an incredible Shirokin. So bad, bad combination. But if you take the goalies out of the equation, Pittsburgh destroys the Islanders who lose in seven games to Tampa. Like it, it's not yep. even close on paper. So, all right, moving past that, but like the, the key here, teams need to be good down the stretch and you cannot rest on your laurels of starting a season strong. And I think if the wild can get comfortable, right, handle adversity and play a playoff type game and not lose their cool, they've got a chance to make somewhat of a run. Mm-hmm. I've just never seen a team with zero center depth, which, yes, the Wild have zero center depth. I've never seen a team contend for a cup without center depth. It's, it's yeah. just so hard to do in this league when you look at some of the other teams. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box 
so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Um, the other thing I wanted to discuss, because it seems like we might be, and this we've seen this a lot. We've seen this many different seasons. Um, the goalie position. And in previous years, it was Ride, Ride Dubnik until he absolutely cannot get between between the pipes anymore and then just hope that you can get some other good goaltending uh, the rest of the way. We've got the Capo, Kakinen, and Cam Talbot debate that is going to rage on here through the entire second half as to who should start more, who should get more of the splits. Are we getting to the point where Capo is starting to demand more of a share or have we already have we already gotten to that point where capo needs to get more of the share of the starts or is it a is a situation that is getting a little bit too much coverage you know what man it's it's tough in a year like this one that's been so just abnormal right like remove the covid piece from it obviously we've had a weird schedule with a lot of missed games but you look at the beginning of the year where like Talbot had a good month where he crushed it and carried the team. People hold on to that. That's yep. why he was an all-star, right? Because after that, he really wasn't anything to write home about. And then you've got Kokkinen, who whenever he got in, he got absolutely shelled. Well, weird. That's what happens when you play once every 15 days as a goalie. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing a small sample size of him being the guy and killing it. I don't think... Uh, okay, let me back up. There might be some out there who didn't think he had the talent because of some things they saw last year. For me, the talent has never been a concern. It's been the consistency. I don't know that we have enough body of work to say that he can be that consistent guy. I think what I do know now is that like, while they're in a very good spot for this season, at least you got two. cream rises to the top. I just think during the regular season, because like I talked before about Kokkinen, you do not want to have one of these guys go cold. No. You're not giving either of them more than 55, 60% of the net. And you're going back and forth. And yeah, if there's a hot hand, you ride it a little bit, but you've got to keep them both in the game mentally, physically. They've got to be there because come playoff time, if you either have one falter, have one get hurt, whatever, need a change of pace just to get the boys going, you want to make sure both are fully ready. And if either is getting the king's load the other one is not worth shit to you yeah it's it and i know dubnik in previous seasons did well enough to warrant getting a ton of the starts but we've seen it happen like you just you break down at the end of the season because in any sport you're getting too much too much of the share and so load management going to be key for this team down the stretch now what that means for uh, for players playing in um, in a bunch of games in a row, that's going to be a little harder to deal with. But the goalie situation, at the very least, like let's make sure that we keep these guys on a pretty even pitch count, keep them fresh. Yeah, and I mean to your point there, though down the stretch, I mean it's going to be way different than what we saw the first half of the year, where we're literally taking five days off at a time, forty-one games in eighty-two days you need to have goalies going back to back almost. So it's good that you can rotate them like that. And again, one catches fire. Yeah. You have a little fun with it, but you're in a good spot here where you don't have to worry. As long as they can both stay healthy, you're in a pretty good spot with that tandem. 
Uh, we just need to get Jesper Wallstead up here too. Then just let him start every game. He can go Vasilevsky with it. I don't care. Oh. If if he's half of what Vasilevsky is, Wild fans should be thrilled. Well, he. I, I'm hoping he'll be some portion, some percentage of uh, okay. of what Vasilevsky brings. Maybe those big pads too. That'd be. Uh, That'd be fun, but oh man, I I need him so badly because you know everyone with his last name is gonna go with like the wall references, you mm-hmm. know. I need him, need him to get leg pads that are just like stacked bricks, like it's a wall. I'd lose it. I'd lose it. I mean, if Cam Talbot's signature thing is Ghostbusters on his helmet, then that could be Wallstead's signature thing is bricks on his pads. I like, I like it. it. I like it. Um, Hoppy, just to wrap up, you guys over at the Soda Pot are doing a ton, and uh, you have just numerous pieces of content that uh, listeners can find with uh, new episodes of different iterations of the show every day. So just uh, just to close, give us uh, a little bit about some of the things that listeners who have not yet experienced the true wonder of the Soda Pod, what can they find when they go there? Because... I'm telling Lockdown Wild listeners, go check out the Soda Pod. If you have not already, you will not be disappointed. You know what? Tread lightly for sure. But uh, (laughs) I will say, by and large, uh, if you think Seth and I had a little bit of back and forth here, me and uh, my co-host Isha, our thing is kind of to just argue. So no matter what, you can come and you can hate listen to one of us and you can totally back the other one of us. You're going to find something that resonates with you more often than not. Um, But Seth, you mentioned it earlier. We we give – Isha a ton of crap, but dude absolutely kills it. He's the one that's getting all of this going behind the scenes. We're getting an episode up every day of the week, which is not a small task, as you know, because you're killing it doing that too. Yep. Uh, at least you only have to organize your own stuff. He's got to corral the, the likes of Spoke to Z, which I can't even <laughs> imagine trying to manage that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, Isha and I, once or twice a week, anything hockey beer related especially in the minnesota uh sector uh spoke z though uh once maybe coming twice a week soon i anyone who doesn't already know wake up he kills it it's pretty crazy just hearing all of the thoughts that he puts into twitter now being said into a microphone and recorded and captured for people to be able to listen to at their leisure um and then, of course, we have Nick Maxson, who's been killing it, trying to jumpstart our MNCAA, which really is to play on words for the six, now six Division One programs in Minnesota. Unbelievable. Coverage for all the teams. Uh, and, of course, all the guys, Alex Micheletti, um, Noah Grant, uh, Ryan Steeg, Drew Cove, um, oh, our boy Veach of 10K Takes, and then the occasional appearances from Eric Vigo, also double dipping our gophers. And once every like month or so, we'll get our, our boy James Murray from ECH, Everything College Hockey, to jump in and give us a little bit of Bemidji flavor. But that's the, the one thing that unfortunately we've kind of been lacking is Bemidji, which is just so fitting given the stereotype of Bemidji. Yeah. <laughs> just but yeah, if any way. of that sounded appealing to you, come check it out. Um, or I mean, Hey, we'll, we'll always take a five-star review. Even if you want to write why you hate us and how much you think is wrong with what we do, 
we'll take it into advisement as long as there's five stars. If you give us one star review, we're just gonna ignore whatever you say. Yeah, that's Sorry. that's been my that's been my general rule of thumb too. Is you know five star reviews, I'll uh, I'll humor whatever you say at least. Man, our our best. Uh, I think we only have one that gave us a one star, and it was got three minutes in, and they were still talking about beer. Next, okay. Sorry. <laughs> doesn't doesn't get the bit. This, this isn't for you. You need to stay away. Yeah, does does not get the bit at all. But no, uh, locked on wild listeners. Soda pods where it at where it's at. Um, we've got a great group of podcasters here in the uh, the state of Minnesota covering the Minnesota Wild. You guys are definitely one of them. That is, we, we are definitely a podcast that covers yeah, the wild. You are, you are <laughs> part of the umbrella that is a podcast that covers. Yeah, we, uh, we got you. Um, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So again, Hoppy, thank you for joining uh, here today. Listeners, make sure to check out the Soda Pod for your second listen of the day. Make sure as well to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search in Google, probably easiest for all of our social media channels as well. We've got some big things coming up in the month of March. Stay tuned for that. Uh, And uh, just keep an eye out for anything Lockdown Wild related with new episodes coming out every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.